The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSIP Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at OSIPFoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. You know what you get when you cross a giraffe? An elephant and a mongoose. A giranga a giranga a I was going to say a genetically unstable animal that dies shortly after birth, but yeah, that too. Oh, I like gerangafant better. You would, you would, because you just like making things up like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, gerangafant. That's. Mm-hmm. That's what they used to call you back in high school, huh? It sounds like it sounds like a it sounds like a beast from Final Fantasy VII, the Jiranga which, by fan. the way, I am playing right now. It's a it's the remake. It's the remix edition. <laughs> I can I, I I could go so many places with that, but we don't have time. There's quickly. There's no time. There's no time. As, as I do my as I do my Liam Neeson quickly. There's no time. Um, <laughs> All right, well, well, we'll just get into it then, I guess, huh? Sure. <laughs> we have all these awkward pauses. Hey, welcome to How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the Osip Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the first episode of the month of August. The year is 2022. The summer is flying by. It's just, it's... And it's, extremely hot. Yes, we are And just, without rain. Yeah, this is this is just like, I didn't realize that, the passage of time was a thing, but it is. There it is. So yeah, that's weird, man. Anyway, glad everybody can be with us. As always, you can check us out online at osafoundation.org. You can contact the show with the email address podcast at osafoundation.org. We're on social media. Uh, on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Foundation. Twitter and Instagram at Foundation. Hashtag how you play the game. Uh, select episodes are available on YouTube. Our apparel stores on Bonfire. Our book on sportsmanship, a critical reader and handbook, is available now on Amazon in hardcover and paperback and e-versions. And I think I've plugged everything. So across the way from me, as always, is the producer engineer, Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm hanging in. Nothing crazy here right now, but give it time. I'm sure we'll get crazy. Okay. You want to get weird? Let's get weird. Let's get weird. All right. So. Jerongafant. How do you spell that? Jerongafant? Well, G-I-R, right? So G-I-R-A, G-I-R-O-N-G. I P H A N T. All right. You want to, well, that's what we're going with, Jerome with which we are going. Yes. Okay. This is, this is, we're off to a great start. So. <laughs> in the, in we'll the, never get, we'll never, we'll never finish at this rate. That's, that's what she said. Or we may finish um, in the next five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's also what somebody said. In the words of Chris Russo, this show stinks today. <laughs> Um, so first let's start with an update from an earlier story. Um, the uh, 72 year old umpire who was attacked, 
Yes. He has officially come out and sued uh, the coach over the, the assault. So uh, we have uh, some more information. Uh, his, okay. name, his name is James Neely, probably goes by Jim Neely uh, okay. from Middlesex Borough, who is Isn't 72. That um- Isn't that the name of an umpire? Well, yeah, that's the umpire who just got attacked, Jim Neely. Oh, it sounds like sounds like a major league umpire. No. Is there someone with a name Jim Neely? Neely. Uh, there's Jim McNeely, my former uh, teacher in grad school, a great okay. jazz pianist. Okay, never mind. Go okay. ahead. Are you okay today? I am. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've anyway. Got, I've been up since like 530. Oh, my God. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> um, okay, so 72-year-old Jim Neely of Middlesex Borough filed suit, um, Middlesex County, against Jerry Otero, who we know, 40 years old from Staten Island. Um uh, Neely also named the New York Prospects, the USABL, their president, um, or the, the, the president of the, the, the Prospects, Frank Cambria, as defendants in the lawsuit. Um, so we'll see what the, we'll see what goes down. You know, okay. it's um, it, it's it's probably the right thing to do here. You know, I was I was, yeah. I was I was I was thinking about it yesterday very briefly and I was like, you know, we, I don't want to be one of those people who just sues because you can sue. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that litigation is the, uh, the you know, the, the, the default to getting what you deserve sometimes in life, because I think we oversue in life a lot. Uh, but when something like this happens, you, you it, it, it almost becomes less about you. Right. You know, um, the, this is a situation. This is why we exist. Why OSIP exists to to prevent this stuff. And this is definitely something where we, you know, you, you need to send a message. There needs to be consequences for your actions. Otherwise, this kind of behavior will never stop. Correct. You know. So so, I uh, I applaud Mr. Neely. Um, we do. Ha- I don't have any contact for him, but I do have his his lawyer. Uh, so, um, maybe we'll reach out to the lawyer and just send on our, our, our best wishes. Yeah. You know, so I just wanted to, wanted to pass that along and, uh, and he's not still umpiring, right? Or well, not he, right. Not right now. now he's, he's not. not. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I, if I'm in his situation, from what I know about all this stuff, my, my estimation would be he's done for at least the season, um, mm-hmm. for health purposes alone. Right. You know, um, mental, mental health, mental knows? health. That's a, that's a different story. And that kind of that can go into the litigation uh, because, you know, when you build a case like this and, and that's the other thing, too, that, you know, these cases, these civil cases take like two years for discovery to occur. So um, I'm actually a little surprised that the lawsuit came out when it did, because the statute of limitations is such where y- you have X amount of time from the incident to file. Mm-hmm. And this is re- reasonably quick. So, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, normally this stuff takes time, but uh, maybe they just felt like it was, you know, there wasn't going to be anything more to it. Um, I'm not a lawyer. I just play one on TV, Mm -hmm. but uh, now they're going to, there's going to be a significant amount of discovery that's going to go down. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you probably won't see a resolution of this case for a minimum of two years. Um, So the question then becomes, will he, will he umpire for the next two years? Because, you know, right, maybe he can't. Right, maybe he of, can't. Umpi- you know, because of limitations. Exactly. He he might he because because if you sue someone and you know and claim X, 
and then you're caught doing something that negates that mm-hmm. your suit goes up in flames right so and then he, they could find a whole bunch of character witnesses and cross-referencing yep. and and investigations right it's yeah it can be a long time you know and and that's the other thing too is when you when you go through a case like this um you you sacrifice a lot because you're on guard to make sure that your case is rock solid right this is gonna you know i've I've seen what happens to people when this happens uh because i've experienced it with caitlin and it's it, it it makes your hair turn gray it, it, yeah. You know, the, the old saying is it takes years off your life. It's very true. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, we 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 certainly sympathize uh, with with Jim Neely and um, we're, we're hoping for the best. You know, that was one of the reasons why I remember when we had um, Christy on the show from you mm-hmm. know the, the umpire who got attacked in uh, Missouri. You know, I was Missis- actually Mississippi, I think Mississippi. Yeah. OK, it was out there somewhere. Yeah. She you out know, there somewhere, an umpire is getting attacked. That's not the real lyric. No, no, I'm aware. I'm just, I don't know, <laughs> it's too early in the morning for me, and it's not even morning. It's um, <laughs> so, but uh, you know, when she came on, I'm thinking to myself, I'm surprised she's coming on because if litigation is going to follow, right, our show can be used as as evidence. Yeah. You know, so so perhaps she looked at it from the standpoint of saying, you know, this is only going to help my case. I don't know. I, again, I'm not a lawyer. Right. Um, you know, I'm I'm just here offering opinions mm-hmm. uh, with you on on this stuff. But yeah. um, I mean, it's it's pretty evident that in both of these cases, you know, what happened to these officials is um, pretty cut and dry. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. It's not like a, I don't see these as a he said, she said kind of a thing. I don't see these as a car accident mm-hmm. with no fault kind of stuff. I mean, criminal charges are involved. Right. And when criminal charges are involved, it's kind of hard to build a case the other way in a civil lawsuit. But and since and everyone saw it, like there were right. so many witnesses to right. it. So, yeah, there's yeah. no way that it's not I like mean, it's a, it's not a car accident that happened at 12 at night. Right. You know. Okay, well, that's uh, that's the first one on which I wanted to update everybody. Okay. Okay, so the, here's the next one. Um, I saw this one, uh, I think it was about a week or so ago while I was uh, waiting to see my doctor. Hmm. So um, the, uh, the Chicago White Sox are uh, stumbling and bumbling, if you will, uh, this season. They're just, you know, they, there are a lot of expectations for them. Uh, a lot of people picked them to win the American League Central Division, and they're just not firing on all cylinders. Okay. And mm. their manager is Tony Larusa, who we, you know, as we all know, he had retired. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's eighty some years old, and then all of a sudden he comes back and manages. And it's been kind of this weird thing where you're like, can an eighty year old manager connect with you know twenty year olds in the in the dugout these days? You know, it's right. uh, that kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, the White Sox on their pre and post game show on NBC Sports Chicago have two former uh, White Sox as analysts. Analysts is the word. Mm-hmm. You're not going to edit that. You're just going to say Jackson I'm idiot. Yeah, absolutely not going to. Okay, anything. analysts. 
Right. See, it's too early in the morning for me. They have two analysts in addition to the, the studio host. Mm-hmm. And and in this case, it's former White Sox player Scott Pudsednik and former White Sox manager Ozzie Guillen. Oh, sure. And we all and we all know Ozzie Guillen. Um, he won the World Series with the Sox back in 05. Mm-hmm. He's got that fiery temper and whatnot. Um, and then he was the one who he then left to manage the Marlins and then was suspended for praising um was it Chavez in Venezuela? There was there was some sort of incident where he he politically yeah yeah and and there and he ended up getting suspended right um and it was an internal suspension the Marlins suspended him as a result of it um so he's he is a character to say the least okay so on the post game show one day um this is what they say. Okay, they've had enough with the White Sox losing and whatnot. Um, but Sednik says, we need to hear Tony LaRusa say the way we're taking the field and what we're doing is unacceptable. And then Ozzy says, I want LaRusa to be that guy. The White Sox need that guy. Okay, so so it is then interpreted by sports writer John Heyman, who is, you know, a national sports writer, comes from New York. Um, he says, um, Will be interesting to see if it's possible to get someone's job by insulting them on a postgame show. Um, because another writer, Rick Gregg, commented, Ozzie Guillen on the postgame show said he called Tony LaRusa, quote, Rick Renteria with credentials. Rick Renteria was another previous manager of the White Sox who did not do very well. So he's insulting Tony LaRusa here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And 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 the report is, you know, that the opinion that's being offered here by John is uh, we, th- he thinks that Guillen is purposefully insulting Larusa for the chance to get his job back as manager of the White Sox. Now this then sets Guillen off. Guillen goes on a Twitter rant attacking John Heyman saying, quote, hate me. Why? Because of bad English, because I won am loud, good-looking, rich. I don't need to insult anyone to get a job. Maybe you think I do. Uh, tired, you putting me down. Maybe you think you can because you're privileged and I am not. Uh, it then it then continues uh, saying, I have always, Ozzy saying, I've always defended Tony because I love the guy in many ways. So don't talk shit without knowing who I talk to and what I say. My wife will be pissed. And I have changed, but you asked for it. You clown. You will never be better than anything you do in life, including TV. Uh, Later, Guillen apologizes via tweet by saying, I apologize to NBC Sports Chicago and my family, but tired of John Heyman using me as his punching bag. He is not here in Chicago and he don't know anything. Stop lying, stealing people money with bad stories. I'm a man before it all and I won't let him insult me like that. Um, he then continues to say, John, you hate me and always badmouth me. Let's settle it. Let's raise money, John, me and you, the ring, whatever money we raise goes to charity. I am not perfect, but tired you hiding behind you, a writer. Um, he continues to say, uh, my wife will be mad, but tired of this liar talking about me. You're a jealous man that me with shit English do the job you do. All you do is lie about stories. I get paid to talk baseball just like you. 
I said, I love Tony, but I gave my opinion and he know how I feel. You always hate. Um, these are, this, he, this is all bad that's English, the, by the way. That's not really an apology. No. Um, <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> John Heyman responds by saying, quote, you're claiming when you said he's Rick Renteria with credentials, that was a compliment. That's you being negative, not me. I also know you interviewed in San Diego after saying you didn't want to manage. It is true. I've been negative on you after observing you up close in Miami. Just my opinion. Um, Ozzy responds with not even about baseball anymore with you uh, is personal. So let's make it personal. And John Heyman responds with, I will not box you as you challenged, but will agree to give $500 to the charity of your choice. If you do the same for mine and we can call a truce then if you like. Um, this is my takeaway from it. The first thing we have to remember is that both of these men, John Heyman and Ozzie Guillen, are in sports media currently where they're being paid to offer opinions. And as we talked about in the book on sportsmanship, a critical reader and handbook by Jack Furlong, available now on Amazon, um, the, we, we as a society don't seem to realize that the media's job here is unfortunately to give opinions. And we take those opinions as gospel, which, is, which we should not be doing. And the media doesn't realize that they have the power to control the narrative with these opinions. Rather than simply reporting facts, they, they, they sneak the opinions in to where the facts are supposed to be, and then it gets all disjointed. We have lost the, the line of demarcation between an op-ed and the reporting of facts. And through these lenses, these general lenses, that's how this whole thing gets out of hand. Now, with all of that being said, I'm at a point where I dislike both of these men. I think John Heyman, I've blocked John Heyman on Twitter before because he offers poor opinions about umpires. And I just don't like Ozzy Guillen in general. And I just, you know, he, he, his, 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 the way that he has that fiery temper, the way that he has managed, it's not my cup of tea. And the way that he has responded to John here kind of proves my point. You know, I'm sorry that, that John stooped as low as he did, because I don't think that was right by John, because he's using, John is using the, um, the veil of saying, I get paid to offer opinions, tough, you know, to, to say what he said. And rather than, you know, call John personally and just say, John, I need you to stop being a jerk. I don't like this. He goes off the deep end publicly. I understand why he did it. That's human emotion. But I feel like everything here is just unacceptable. What do you think? Um, I mean, it sounds, it just sounds childish. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's, if I had to choose the lesser of two evils, it would probably be John. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, cause in the end, at least he said he would agree to, Donate to charity. Donate to charity, and let's call it that. Yeah. You know, I feel like Guillen is sort of 
he's saying, oh, I've got the looks, I've got the money, yet you have the privilege. Yeah. So I don't know how the hell that makes sense. Yeah. But whatever that means. Um, Just to interrupt real quick, it would almost be different if Gian was someone who had never had a temper before. Mm-hmm. If he was this soft-spoken, meek person, and finally he had just had enough, and this right. was out of character, yeah. I feel like we would look at it differently. Yeah. You know? We, I mean, yeah. It, 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 you would look it, at it as the nerd in school who is tired of getting bullied, and he's finally standing up for himself. Right. You know? And 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 you don't, and then at that point, you wouldn't know how to quite organize your thoughts. Yeah. <clears throat> but I feel like... I mean, yeah, it is about giving opinions, but I feel like there's just a certain way you have to say something. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to say, I feel that Tony LaRussa is not doing the job he should be doing, and there needs to be a sit, sit and chat. That's okay. But to say that, you know, he's Rick Rent, Rick Renteria, yep. is that his name? Without, with, with credentials is implying something worse and you know i don't know i i it's really it's it's a money grab i mean that's why you know in in some twisted way i've become so cynical you know i've become so cynical over the years but what if what if this was a publicity stunt and they're just doing this to get a rise out of people could be and you know I, I feel like half of this stuff is somewhere deep in the bowels of MLB network or NBC, whatever. Someone's saying, I want you to say this to Guillen. And then someone on Guillen's side is say this to, yeah. to Heyman and see what happens. And let's see if we could get some likes and some shares and some retweets. And it's sort of, it's really meta how, mm-hmm. how, how much of this, how many layers there are to all this because the media is such an evil twisted uh mouthpiece for false narrative in our country and it has gotten to the point where i don't read the news anymore you and me both and and it's because i hate to say it but there's it's just a bunch of opinions and it's just there's not much to read about about which to read yeah nobody is reporting facts anymore it's just insane and you don't know who to trust i mean we've reached a point where even a a a news source that is supposed to be factual we have Mm -hmm. become so distorted that we can't we don't know if that's even that is being you know it's right the you know, it, it, we're almost becoming those insane people on the streets who just, you know, we don't know who to trust. We can't do this. You know, well, we're, we're going to drive ourselves nuts. Well, you know, there's that the Ad Fontes, Ad Fontes media bias chart mm-hmm. that comes out every year that shows like all these different media outlets um, and like, the, you know, their political side. Right. Right. And how accurate or inaccurate they are. And. For the longest time, the Associated Press and um, I, Routers, Rudders, Rudders. I think it's called Rudders. Oh, I always said Reuters, but I'm usually Reuters. wrong, and most women tell me I am. Rudders. Um, 
they for the longest time they have been steadfast right down the center yeah there has been they've always been there but over the past couple years they've skewed more and more left yeah and it's amazing that's that's something that's supposed to be unbiased and as factual as possible is now skewing left right so what now the washington post which was right slightly right is now center yeah so i i mean the fact that these things are moving in general is not good right so so my point is like it's like art imitates life or life is a a representation of art right right does the does the media the media affects society but the society society can also affect the media yeah right so we're getting to a point where if we have gotten away from just reporting facts and we have to put a spin on it it's all you know all these organizations own each other yeah they're all in each other's pockets they're all out to make money i mean it's i'll take but here's the thing though that makes me sound like a crazy right wing nut right and i and i'm i'm not i'm let me just for the record say i'm as pretty close to center as you can get right in terms of my political views and it's whether it's far left or far right it's all garbage it's it really is garbage and i feel like it's it's so hard to parse through all of that and we're at a and that at a point after taking that all in i just don't read it i just don't read the news i let just me, don't do it anymore let me take what you said and be cynical with it for a second to prove another point what's the name of the test the art fontes Ad, Ad Fontes is a media group. Okay. That 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 um I think it's called Ad Fontes. Well, Ad Fontes that 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 re- releases a media bias chart. Right. Every you ju- year. You just said they're a media group. I could look at that and say, how, how do I how, not know where, that that's no, not right? How no. do we know where they are? I can't. <laughs> right. I literally cannot find. It is impossible. You keep going through this circle. You will right. never find the truth it is asymptotic you will never find 100 truth now in this cycle and maybe this is how it's been for the longest time or for forever for all we know but because of what has happened within the past couple of decades now we have moved so far away from we've pulled the veil back to reveal it for what it is and some people want to stay plugged into the matrix and other people want to get out yeah. And you're like, you're just, you know, there's no, unless, unless you witness something, you're never going to know 100% what happened. And even then, if you're cynical, you're going to be saying, wait a second, I'm still viewing this through my eyes. So if I then try and tell somebody what happened, they'll think that I'm reporting an opinion. Yeah. It never ends. Right. So ad fontes is actually a Latin term, which means to the source. Okay. And Ad Fontes Media is the is the is the is the website, and they they report on the bias. Right. But it's funny because I'm not seeing Ad Fontes 
on this media chart. Right. So I'm wondering where they stand. They should be, if they wanted transparency, they should put themselves on there. They, and they should be center. Yes. You would think, but. But then we'd have to fact check them. We'd have to fact check that. Yeah. And the fact checking has to be fact checked. And the, the source of the fact checking yep. has to be fact checked. There's no such thing as fact checking anymore. Yeah. There just isn't. Nothing is real. I, and and I think I it's you have to as a result you have to look inside yourself and and either read from multiple sources or and extrapolate the data that you feel makes the most sense to formulate your own opinion which we've said multiple times or you get to a point where you just don't read it at all. Yeah. It's and, like the, and it's I'm not saying it's a good thing not to read the news. But ignorance is bliss. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. And and I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, just because a problem, that's just because you ignore it doesn't mean the problem isn't there. But if you exacerbate the problem by, look, you dig enough holes, in 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 you dig enough holes underground the topsoil is going to collapse yeah if that if i could put it if that's a good enough if that I, i'm trying to come up with a good analogy right it reminds me of the family guy quote that peter said where he says nothing i've ever said is a lie except that and that and that and that right. and that and that and that and it just keeps going and going and going and that's mm -hmm. the whole point is that there this is a this is a never-ending cycle Right. Um, to kind of circle back to the conversation in general, you know, it's almost like, hey, Ozzy Gian, what you said might be opinionatedly true, if that's a, a that's even a word like your opinion may have merit there. Mm -hmm. That's something you say at the bar over a couple of beers. You know, that's probably not the most couth thing to say on yeah. air. And then, hey, John Heyman, you probably don't need to, you know, snap back that way. Mm -hmm. uh you know just let it be right you know or write a piece about it you know where you you know it's an op-ed sharing your opinion rather than just a one sentence tweet as if to say some snide remark and just make sure that everyone knows oh look here i am doing this you know that's right. the other problem with twitter is that it comes off as you know the, the the final sentence word you know the final the, the final thing that has to be said just to make sure well i made my point you know right it's the equivalent, you know what it is? It's the equivalent of when you're driving along, or this is the old Jerry Seinfeld thing. You're driving along, you see a hot woman, you you honk the horn and then speed away. And you're looking at like, yeah, I made my point. Like, right. what what was the point of that? Right. What is the point of, of, the, of these tweets where mm -hmm. you just, you get that one liner in real quick, you know? It just- It's a high. People yeah. get a high off of it. Yeah. And you know what? I'll admit it. I've done that. You know, I, I I see something that I don't agree with, with which I don't agree. Yeah. And and I say something real quick and I and I bamboozle and I get and I get out. Yeah. Bamboozle. Bamboozles yeah. when you're tricked. Right. Um of course I do the same thing and then you get attacked and I'm like, great, now I gotta take all this stuff down. Now you're canceled, right? Yeah. Um it it is uh it's it's um social media and the media in general, it's uh we're we're not going it's not it can't end well no it just you you can't there is no conceivable future where social media and media 
get back to a point where they're truly unbiased. Yeah. And and there's no scenario in my mind where I can work out where that 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 this that, that things will be the way they once were. Pandora's box is open. You know, and you can't stuff that genie back in the bottle. No. It's it's, it's out of the bottle. Exactly. You've got to we we have to adapt to the situation now and it's pretty tough to do from time but it, but the but the the solution may be to have people individually say you know what i'm not buying this anymore and it's a, and here's the thing to be cynical let's say it becomes the group mentality to say we're not buying this anymore great but then that becomes a majority and then that starts the whole process over again mm-hmm. you know it, this is that that kind of proves why these are individual things that have to be done. You, you as the individual have to make the, the determination to say, I'm not playing this game anymore. And whether other people decide to play that same way with me or not is up to them. I know what works for me and right. I'll just be over here, you know, sitting on the couch doing nothing for the rest of my life because that's probably the safest thing to do. Right. You know? Yeah. So for the fir- third and final topic, this one was sent to me by a friend of mine who is a uh, retired college umpire and um, one, of the, one, of, one of the greatest umpires I've known for a long time in the area. Um, so the Atlantic League is um, one of these you know, semi-professional leagues that works in conjunction with Major League Baseball. Um, you know, it, they, they, they test out rules there to bring to the minor leagues sometimes and um, there are a lot of, uh, ex major league players who, if they can't get contracts, they go play for the Atlantic league and whatnot. It's, you know, it's amateur, it's, it's professional baseball, you know, with like this amateur twinge to it and whatnot. Um, okay. but it, it is what it is. So okay. Atlantic league is probably the most successful of this. They've got, uh, well, one, two, three, four, five, they got like 10 teams right now across, across the nation. It looks like, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the Somerset Patriots were in it until they became the, uh, you know, the Yankees uh, affiliate. But so you've got you've got like the Long Island Ducks, the Lancaster Barnstormers, um, the York Revolution. Uh, I'm trying to pull up some of these other teams here. And of course, that doesn't want to load, um, you know, so. So, I mean, yeah, you've got you've got some. uh you know, a lot of people in the, you know, on the Eastern, you know, a lot of teams are more East than anything else, but regardless, it's, it's professional baseball. So anyway, there's a game going on where the Lancaster Barnstormers are hosting the High Point Rockers. All right. And it's a tie game in the 10th inning. And former Major League Baseball player Logan Morrison, who has a temper, is playing first base. And what happens is the, you know, the, the batter hits into a double play, but the umpire at first calls the runner safe. Now, they don't have instant replay here. It's I pr- think I may, heard, yeah. I may have seen this, but go it's, ahead. It's pretty clear that he was out and we should have you know, gone on to the next inning. Instead, the, calling the runner safe ends the game. So now an argument's ensuing. A fight is about to ensue. Okay. Um, 
I'm and I'm looking at an article from our friends at Barstool Sports. Mm-hmm. Okay, this just happens to be unfortunately the best article here. Um, Morrison beginning to celebrate what he thought to be the end of the inning, tossed the ball and his glove into the air and began to argue with first base umpire P.J. McConville. Eventually, the entire Rockers team began to swarm the three-man crew, the three-man umpiring crew, and at one point, third base umpire Nate Caldwell's shoe came off as he's trying to, like, end this this nonsense, Mm -hmm. which Caldwell then threw. Okay. It, it, it got to a point, if you watch the video of this, what essentially happened was the first base umpire makes a bad call. I should, let me rephrase it, makes the incorrect call. Um, chaos ensues around him. The third base umpire goes over to try and break it up. They swarm him. His shoe comes off. He throws the, the umpire throws the shoe as if to say, stop, you know, treating us like crap, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Then all three of the umpires are being swarmed as they're trying to head to uh, their locker room down the right field line. So the visiting team that lost is now like trying to attack them. Then the home team comes in and joins the fray. So the home team, which may or may not have started by trying to break it up. Now all of them are basically on the attack and the hunt for these umpires. Even though they won? Even though they won. What is going it's, on? It is so nuts. What's happening here? Um, yeah, it's just... I, I, and, and, and from what I understand, some, at least two of these umpires on this crew mm-hmm. have gotten into trouble before. Um, I have reports that they were kicked out of college organizations. Um, uh, According to uh, an article from outkick.com, PJ McConville, one of the umpires, I think he was the first base umpire, uh, was umpire in 2006. He was umpiring an American Legion game and made headlines for allegedly baiting a manager into being fired and then throwing fans out of the same game. and then, of course, they waited. The, the game had to be held up for 20 minutes for the ejected fans to leave. Now, that one I'll give them – I have to defend because if someone's ejected, you have to – you can't restart the game until those people leave. But and – and, and I'm an umpire apologist, okay? I'll admit it. Like, I back my boys in blue and, you know, and, and all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's – but but when you have other umpires telling you that these guys are a little, you know, out there. Yeah. And then the other side of it is why are both teams then swarming these guys as if to try and like mob mentality, let's get them kind of a thing. I don't get it. It's it's barbaric. I mean, yeah, the call was wrong. Not going to defend that. And we know, you know, and and I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble here because, the, you know, when the world sees a story like this, they automatically start, 
you know, ganging up on umpires and they start bringing up all the other bad umpires that they or the people they believe are bad umpires, you know. And unfortunately, you know, people like Angel Hernandez then get thrown in who we who in talking with major league umpires say he's a good umpire. He's a sweet dude and he doesn't deserve this. And I'm like, no, I agree with that. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'll be vulnerable enough to say. I don't know what to make of this other than it's it seems again like there are no heroes here does that make sense yeah and it's i guess it's just a you know it's the umpires are once again the scapegoats right yeah it's just like oh we can all we can all rally we can all agree that we hate the umpires yeah the enemy of my enemy is my friend yeah right you know and uh i would love it if just a few of these people were were in in their shoes yeah. and had to call a game. And and <laughs> now are we talk about the shoes that were thrown in this. Well, yeah. See? <laughs> Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Well, the reporter did at George Bush, right? Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin still wants to know about him all the time. It's like, what's what's up with shoe guy? What's he doing? Um. So I, you know, yeah, I would love it for people to try to do their job yeah for just for just a day and i want them to get hounded it's not this is one of the things that contributes to the shortage Mm -hmm. and why no one wants to do it and guess what if there are no umpires left there's no ball games it's as simple as that and you know you can talk about the electronic strike zone you can talk about instant replay you can go you could talk about ai umpires all you want but guess what there's still going to be arguments yeah if the uh, if the ai gets it right but the other team thinks it's wrong they're going to say well it's a glitch it's there's something wrong with the machine there's always something to blame mm-hmm or someone to blame. We don't. It we never look and matter say, "Yeah, what you come." It doesn't matter if you replace all the umpires with robots. People are going to blame the robots. Yep. And they're go- and then the people controlling the robots are going to get into fights with the managers, and it's going to be this big what to do. It doesn't make a difference. There is always going to be controversy. There's always going to be someone complaining. Right. It, it, it doesn't matter. So you get what you get and you don't get upset, I guess, is really what you just fucking play the game and, and let and let's just get on with our lives. Yeah. Let me now let me ask you this, because this just crossed my mind. OK, right. we were just talking about the media and everything. Right. OK. These umpires. Who kicked a call, and then threw a shoe. Is it right for the media in writing these opinionated stories to then dig back and say, oh, by the way, back in 2006, this guy did that. So he's no stranger to this. Like, is that is that fair? I mean, is that is that it depends or, on how egregious. The act is, I, yeah. mean, I don't consider this particularly egregious on the part of the umpires. I mean, they were being swarmed by 30 people, 60 people, both teams were, I mean, 
what do you do? Yeah. What do you do in that you, situation? You, you go, you, your body goes into shock and your primal instincts come out. I mean, for all we know, he was throwing the shoe because he was like, I got to just survive. Because with everything that with everything in context, because we I can do the same thing. Yeah. I could say, well, what about this umpire who got punched in the face? What about this umpire who gets followed into the parking lot? What about this umpire who's afraid to work games because they fear for their lives? What about this umpire who's accused of wanting one team to win? Like it, it, it I could do the same thing. Yeah. The point is that you have to look at the moment and say, is this something really worth arguing for? For which it is worth arguing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And is this really that big a deal? Yeah. I mean, when you when you scale back, no, this is this none of this should have happened. Not. It's never a reason. Yeah. To harass, verbally or physically abuse a sports official. Yeah. There's no reason for it. It's supposed to be fun. Why? You, I don't, I don't understand it, and I never will. I just make, I, I don't get it. Let me, let me tell you a quick story, and then we'll wrap up so that we don't spend, you know, more time on it. But, mm -hmm. um, this past week I was playing baseball in my in my men's league, mm -hmm. and the umpires walk on the field, and the guy working the plate immediately and and i'm and i notice these things because i'm a 15 year veteran official i start looking at him and i'm like i got a bad feeling about this and then i start like making making a mental list of all the things he's doing wrong that you just you, you like like things that you, you don't do as an umpire period okay and it, it goes like the list starts going like this okay he's wearing the wrong hat He's wearing the hat backwards. Uh, he's not wearing plate shoes. His indicator is in the wrong hand. Like, like I start seeing all these things and I'm like, these are small things that you learn in your first year, if not day one of the class, but I'll give you the first year. And he's out here working the plate for a men's over 40 league. When I saw all of that and started putting all those pieces together, one of the first things I said was, there's going to be a problem here, but it's not worth fighting. It's a game. It's a bunch of old washed up has-beens and never were playing baseball. If I strike out on a pitch that he misses, there is zero reason to argue here. If and if there ever is a reason, because I can tell the dude's not properly trained. And you know what? It's not, the, it's not a fight worth having. We got, a, right. we got a, a shortage of officials. Without these guys, we're not even playing. Right. Okay. Sucks. Now, granted, I, I didn't, he didn't make a bad call for me, you know, but, I, but I'm just thinking to myself, like, none of this is worth creating this type of a hoopla. Mm -hmm. I, I can I can tell you from from the get go. I was like, this is going to be this guy is not should not be on this game, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. 
that's all who maybe that's all they could get yeah and it, and really again that that the reason why he's there and someone else better isn't is because of the shortage yeah because no one wants to do it yeah so guess what we made our own bed and we're gonna shit in it That's, that's that's really that that's that's it. I mean, you, you, people, all these. It's finally the the chickens have finally come home to roost. Yeah. Okay. Like, at the, all these people complaining about umpires and arguing them with umpires. This is what you get. You get you get umpires who are not experienced, who are going to get a lot of calls wrong, and it perpetually feeds the cycle. You're making it even worse. So just sit back, relax. Enjoy the game. If you get called on a strike that was supposed to be a ball, okay, it's a game. That's it. Yeah, you're not, still gonna. There's no money. There's no. There's not millions of dollars on the line. It's just, you know. You're still gonna end up at the bar afterwards having a cold one. Doesn't matter yeah. whether you win or lose. It's just. I mean, who cares? I, I just. When I played sports growing up, I did it because it was fun, or it's supposed to be fun. And I'm hanging out with my friends. That's why I played sports. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll be honest. I wasn't that great. I didn't run hard. I didn't, you know, I, I, I wanted to just have fun. And when a coach says shit like, you know, the only thing that matters is winning. I don't care about anything else. You need to bust your ass so we could win. Sorry. Not going to happen. Yeah. I'm. I, I, that's not fun for me. I'll try. I mean, yeah, not all the time. Sometimes I goofed off. Okay, I get it. You're a kid at the time, right? Right. I yeah. was 12 years old. Like, I mean, what? Spoiler you... alert. 12-year-olds goof off. Whoa. Watch out. Yeah. Big news story here. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> um, but my point is that, you know, we we never really grow up. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's it, whether it's 12-year-olds or 40-year-olds, I, I mean, in your case with your league, like, you guys are just trying to have fun and just play. Because it's, it's fun. Because baseball is fun. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. That's it most sports it's not, are it's not supposed to be any more why do i why do i play golf because i love it yeah and i it's fun and and yeah okay i hit the ball into the woods i spend 10 minutes looking for it and i hate my life but then the next <laughs> hole i get a birdie and that's what keeps me coming back yeah right you could strike out five times and then you get one really good line drive and you bring someone home that's what keeps you in Right, it's, so, it's a it's a game of failure, right? But the journey is it's just about having fun. Yeah, and and that's what sports is. Sports are supposed to be fun. Sports are not supposed to involve injury outside of the context of the competition. Right. Like if someone gets injured sliding into second base, it's a different story. That's a different story. I mean, yeah, but if someone if an umpire gets punched in the face, sorry, it really, no, <laughs> no, that's not, that's not it at yeah. all. So 
when if I play sports, it's because I want to have fun. First and foremost, winning is secondary yeah. to that. And it always will be. And it always should be. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't try. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, be a valuable member of the team. And you shouldn't cheer together. when you succeed. And, you know, like, yeah, there's that's all good stuff. Right. That's fine because it feels good to win. Yeah. But it also feels good to play play and try yeah. and just have fun so if there's any i mean we take we, you gotta take you can't take life too seriously right and i think you know that's the other thing about sportsmanship that transcends sports is life shouldn't be taken so seriously just live your life enjoy yourself and just go with the flow which leads me to, leads me to my final question of the episode. Uh, do you actually shit the bed? Yeah. Well, I know Amber Heard does. All right, that's where we're ending <laughs> it. <laughs> or Amber Turd, I should. Say. Oh man, this show is rated M for immature. The views and opinions expressed <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Sip does not believe that. <laughs> Sean Ryan might. Yeah. Okay. I use my full name. Oh, I, I introduced you earlier in the show. I know, but chairman of the board. Listen, I would, I would forget. <laughs> well, that's a nice place to pause. Jig, uh, Fant. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get texts later. To, I'm going to be on the eighth hole at Hopewell. And you're going to be like, Hey, Jeronga Fant. And I'm going to be like, yep. I'm going to miss yep. this putt. Yeah. Jaronga <laughs> <laughs> fan. All right. Well, um, let's uh, let's get out of here before we uh, make the show stink even more. Right. Speaking of stinking, pooping the bed. Right. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Sean, thank you for your uh, wonderful commentary and help as always. Of course. And uh, thank you to everybody who uh, joined us today. Uh, we really appreciate it. I uh, hope your summer continues to uh, go well and isn't very, very hot. Uh, remember that you can always check us out online at osafoundation.org. Please contact the show with email uh, or via email with the address podcast at osafoundation.org. On social media, we're at facebook.com slash osafoundation, Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation, hashtag how you play the game. Uh, select episodes are available on YouTube. Our apparel store is on Bonfire. Our books on Amazon. And until we speak again in just a few short, short short weeks, I almost said something else that was pertaining to the bed. <laughs> treat each other with respect how you play the game is a production of the osip foundation incorporated the producer engineer of this episode is sean ryan music by soundspring studio the executive producer of how you play the game is jack furlong for more information visit osipfoundation.org <laughs>